Pipe Network presents the frightening, alarming, real-life tales show. This show brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal, and may cover topics that may disturb you. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these tales, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off the podcast now. The frightening, alarming, real-life tales show firmly sides in evidence-based information, self-fact-checking, and credible news sources. Be vigilant for fake news and disinformation, and always question sources. We want to emphasize learning about the horrors of the past so that we are not doomed to repeat it in the future. We encourage you to exercise your right as a citizen of your country, hold your leaders accountable for injustices that your society faces, and vote for leaders that have a good track record, experience, and advocacies that you believe in. You are never too young to participate in national discourse, educate yourself on the issues of your country, and become a voice in your social circles, art, and activities. Your voice matters because when one person stands, you inspire others to stand up as well. <laughs> Grab your safety goggles, test tubes, and your crazy ideas because today's episode is very mad. <laughs> uh, uh, start, start theme song. This is the frightening, alarming, real life tales show. The show where we talk about real life scariest stories. I'm Andrew, and I'm Ninja. Tell me, why do you seem so scared? Nine hundred and nine lying down dead. One third of them were children. She would swoop down and drain the blood of the infant. Everyone in London knows that this place is one of the most haunted places. This place is haunted as fuck. God. So sit back, relax, and try to go crazy with fright. <laughs> and welcome back to the show. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. My name is Andrew. And I am here with my co-host, Ninya. Hi. Hello. So, Nins. Yes. If you were a mad scientist, Ooh. what would your crazy project be? Hmm, that's that's very interesting. I don't know really. Probably like try test out like mga random mga ano um what's it called chemical components and then. Like, see which mix- mixture does what and, like, reaction to, like, what other chemical components. But uh, I-, I think those are interesting. Something like Dr. Poison ganon? Yeah, something like that, probably. <laughs> like, from from Wonder Woman? Yeah, but, like, my goal isn't, like, oh, I'm gonna, like, kill people, lol. I just, like, it's research. And then, like, at least we know, like, this happens with this. And it's, like, a preventive stuff in any case. And if I create something dangerous, well, it's it's there. Now we know that this is not... <laughs> we shouldn't do this. <laughs> I mean, if it kills people, I will not not use it. But, you know. <laughs> I I like... I really like when we, we when we do, like, episodes like this. Because, like, it gives me more drive than, like, the webtoon. Because, like, the, if you don't know, I, I make a webtoon. Yeah, you do have a webtoon, right? It's called yeah. His Clerical, am I right? Yeah, that's correct. And it's out on... Um, It's out on Tapas and Webtoon Comics itself. 
Pero mostly, mm-hmm. I update mostly on um, Webtoon. If you have the app, like, I recommend you subscribe. Because I sometimes would just update or, like, I have collabs that I post that I don't really fully share on other social mm-hmm. media. So, um, tapas-wise, it's there. But, like, I want to only update it if the chapter is fully completed. So, it's gonna take longer, way longer than Webtoon itself. Because for Webtoon, I cut it down to, like, two chapters or three and then insert um, collabs here and there. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So, aren't you going to ask you? me what mine is? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. You were getting there. You were getting there. Yeah. Um, If I was a mad scientist, I would probably go into, uh, I don't know, just throwing it out there. Something like a mind control rig. Oh, okay. So, very... Yeah. Um, grew as um despicable and enslaved kinda. the world with yeah. my I know with my mind control ray like, yeah the, the, that's probably like my vibes mm, yeah that's interesting and definitely I will not just hypnot like mind control people for free food yeah I was not about like, to that, say that, that is definitely not the only reason mm. why I'm not going to like yeah you know of course not I mean, like, that's definitely not the reason why I am going to mind control people for free food. Yeah, or like, no, free food or maybe money or, you know, random stuff. Yeah, you know. No, it's definitely for world domination and totally not for just having free food and money. So I, the reason why I asked that is because today's topic, it's all about mad scientists. Now, you might be thinking, like, Andrew... Mad scientists don't exist in this world. Um, yeah, they do. They Correction. exist in this world. And uh, hence why we're going to be talking about them today. Yes. So with this, I actually have a game for us. Ooh. It's fact or fake. Fact, fact or fake. Fake, fake, fake. This is the first fact or fake. Okay, uh, before I, pre- I have to preface this. This is either a real life invention or it's an invention found only in the movies or oh, books okay. or TV shows. Okay, I thought like okay. you're going to specify movie movie inventions. All yeah. right, sure. Okay, so this first one. This is an attachable nose extension that would act as a stylus for your smartphone. It is called the nose stylus. Is this a fact or a fake? <laughs> Sorry, if I the, the name of the invention is funny. I, it's, well, like, at the same time, I'm sorry, Japan, but they have, like, weird stuff, so I'm gonna say it's, it's fact. <laughs> and you are correct. That was a fact. That's a real thing. Now, you actually wear it on your nose and then, like, uh, with your phone... Mm. And then you have your other hand doing something else, and then mm. your nose is like touching the the phone. Like that's so close though to your face. It's a stupid invention. Which, I've seen it, and it's stupid. Which country is this? <laughs> I don't know what country it is, but right. I have seen a picture of it, and I'm like, that that's a stupid invention. Right. Okay, this one. It reminds you of five minutes craft. That's how useless it is. This next invention. A ray that speeds up the aging of cheese. Is this a fact or a fake? Cheese. I like how it's specifically cheese. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, it's specifically cheese. That's, that's interesting. Uh, I want to say fact, but like I feel like it's more of a fiction, so I'm going to go with fiction because I think... I think some some kids' cartoon would like probably do that. Like it sounds way too good to be true to like be a real thing. Yeah. Or like way too specific. Yeah, like way too specific. You are correct. Yes, it nice. is thick. It is called. I didn't want to say the name. It, it's called the Age Accelerator in Ada. Uh. So we all know what show it is from. Nah. Yeah. It's from Phineas and Ferb. Now I remember the episode. (laughs) This last one. Is this a fact or a fic? A small board that levitates off the ground, allowing you to use it as a skateboard, but without the wheels. Is this a fact or a fic? Oh, this is for sure, for sure, fiction. This is, I know, I'm trying to remember uh, back to the future. There you go. You are wrong. Oh, what? It is real. What? Yes, it is oh, from Back wait. to the Future. But they did but make it real life. Somebody has made it in real life. Yes, and actually, there's a video of it. Tony Hawk skateboards on the hoverboard. I'm low-key annoyed because, like, the hovering, as far as I know, is just, like, less than one feet from the ground. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, like, it's not really high. But the, the way that it works is it uses magnets. Yeah. So it's, like, a this board, like, sends out electrical signals on a copper ramp or something. Yeah. Like, a copper floor. You have to, like, install the, the magnetized. Copper. Yeah. So, like, you can't just board it anywhere. Yeah, which and then the copper floor acts as a thing that conductor. negates the magnet. Not the conductor, the, no, the, um, the thing the, that negates the yeah. magnetic field. So, they're, like, they're like having the same... You know how magnets work, right? Um, yeah. But the same, same, same side, sila, it's always, like, if it's the same side, then it's going to be... They don't attract each other. So, yun. That was fact or fic, and actually, you got two out of three. Congratulations. I'm annoyed because, like, I I knew, like, there was a real thing, but, like, my brain really went through, oh, yeah, this is back to the future. Yeah. Anyway, we are going to be taking a break, and when we come back, I will have a story for you about a very crazy, very mad scientist, and they actually did horrific stuff to the world. We'll be right back. Who does not love to shop? Me, you, your mom, your dad, everyone. And that's why I recently made the switch to Shopee. Shopee is so easy to use. Even my grandma knows how to buy her dentures. Whenever I buy something off of Shopee, I always use S-Pay later, and that lets me slowly pay for my product over the course of six months, which is a lifesaver when you're on a tight budget like me. It's not just for buyers, but it's also for sellers. Did you know that the official Farts merch store is there as well? I mean, we're still in the process of getting more merch for everybody, so keep an eye out for that, but it just goes to show that Nins and I trust Shopee. So, if you would like to support the show while shopping for your favorite items, we've got an affiliate link in the show notes. 
portion of what you spend on goes towards us for no extra cost. Start your shoppy journey today. Before we get back to the episode, you should check out this a Pipe Network show. If you want to learn something new or useless about the world around you, why don't you try listening to the Banyu Podcast Reflushed on Spotify, Anchor, or any podcast app that you use. Yes, that's right. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Hi, welcome back. Hi, welcome back. It's now time for my story. Yeah, so my story is... I will never get tired of that. Uh, my story... Uh, let me set the picture for you. You know, this I've been trying to do my stories like this. You know, I think you've noticed it ever since like season two. But like, I've been trying to like give yeah, like a picture. Yeah, you feel you know, like, like you're in the time. Deba, deba. Yeah. So my story, it's happening like early period of the Cold War. So this is like, oh. like during the start of the Cold War. The CIA was convinced that the communists made a drug or discovered a drug that allowed them to control people's minds. And they were using that drug to control, like, populations, control, like, secret agents, uh, spies, you know, to do their bidding and stuff like that. I don't know yeah. if you've watched, uh, there's a Netflix adult cartoon show. Again, I don't remember the name. There's an episode there that they're, like, a secret government illuminati s whatever i think it's decoded or something like that's the name mm-hmm. there's one episode where uh the the team basically like there's one specific town that they spray the air of that town and then like the whole town is in a, some sort of um loop where oh it's it, it's the greatest time uh 19 blah blah so they wonder vision like a whole town yeah they 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 control the whole town using that it, it reminds me of that. Okay, we'll, fi- we'll find out. Okay, <laughs> so the CIA was like, okay, okay, we're pretty sure like the communist people, they, they have this drug and we are going to find or make our own drug. And so Project MKUltra was born. Are you familiar with the name? I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Uh, probably, but like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so basically Project Ultra was a project by the CIA to find a mind control drug that they could use, like they could weaponize against the enemies. Now, you might be thinking like, oh, Andrew, we are talking about mad scientists. Why are we talking about the experiment? Well, I'm going to be talking about Wow, what is this? A school presentation? Today, I'm going to be talking about... Uh, no. Um, uh, where's PowerPoint? Yeah, yeah. where's my PowerPoint? And then I just read my PowerPoint. Like, no. We're not going to tackle... It's sort of like very connected, per se. But we're talking about the man behind the experiment. His name is Sidney Gottlieb, also known as Poisoner-in-Chief. So Poisoner? Yes. It, it's so it's kind of like a wordplay on prisoner or what? I don't know, actually. Okay. Poison, like someone he's poisoning? Sorry, no, 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 like I... something in chief. Like, anyway. 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 Um, so this guy was a chemist for the CIA. And he has greenlit a lot of disturbing experiments 
trying to find that one drug. He's done um, experiments secretly in detention centers in Japan, Germany, and even the Philippines. What he did in those experiments was he would psychologically torture these people from electroshocking them to high dosages of LSD. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with LSD? Yeah. LSD is this, uh, it lets you like see visions and stuff. Like it's, I, I forgot the term. I like how when you said vision, my brain went to, I know, um, like, like, that's, that's so raven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was what he found out in his studies, that if he wanted to control somebody's mind, he had to first destroy the existing ego or the existing mind and then find a way to insert a new mind in that resulting void. And that new mind was their bidding, was really like what they wanted like that person to do. So they did a lot of the first experiment, the first part of destroying people's minds and not mm-hmm. a lot of the second, which is super wow. disturbing because I, I think they were like still not satisfied with what they were finding and it's still not working and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they did a lot of the first one before they could get to the second one. The thing is, Gottlieb made sure a lot of the things are top secret in the experiments and that's why we don't have a lot of like records or we don't know what they actually did to those people can you imagine if it's not top secret though like that's gonna be immediately halting the whole thing the scandal that it would it would release but i'll get into that later yeah so a lot of these things we we don't know what they actually did to those people but we do know that it ranged from electroshock to hypnosis and even like LSD, like getting them high on drugs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, we don't know the exact details, but we do know that this, like a lot of people were affected by mm-hmm. this experiment. The thing is, according to Gottlieb, he said this, we don't know how many people died, but a number did and many lives were destroyed. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Now. How can you not know how many people you've tested the thing on? That's just like a really bad side. Like, diba? Like, it's a really bad experiment. Like, it, it, even if you're doing it for science, how would you know? Now, because of these experiments, Sidney Gottlieb was actually responsible for bringing LSD to the USA. So, in the 70s, there was a huge boom of LSD users and you know especially in the early 70s that's why when you think 70s you think like uh hippie like especially like the late 60s yeah. to the early 70s diba like oh you're thinking yeah. uh hippie flower power diba ganun he was responsible for that so what he did was he bought the world supply of LSD at that moment and brought it all to the US and what he did is he distributed LSD to different clinics and different hospitals and different emergency rooms around the country. And these doctors would say that, oh, this is uh, for your dementia. This is for your, yeah, this is your medication. They they were doing it across America, basically. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Some of them were told that, okay, what you're going to be taking is LSD and we're just going to find out, yeah, would you like to participate in the experiment? And then they were like, yes. Those people actually loved the effect of LSD. Mm. And so they started preaching it 
to everybody. Anybody they could yeah. talk to about it, they they told them about mm. the beautiful effects of LSD. Um, basically, that's how it started. That's how the boom of LSD users started in the early 70s. So a lot of people began taking LSD and Project MKUltra discontinued the use of LSD in like in their studies because they found out it's not reliable. He even hired Nazi doctors to help them in some experiments about drugs and poison gases. So he hired Dr. Poison? Uh, yeah, poison. he hired a Dr. Poison. Technically. Technically. And they conducted the experiments in uh, different, as I said, about Jap- Japan, Germany, and even the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Because, Here. Yeah. because it meant that they wouldn't have to worry about any legal choo-choo. Like, they could, they could just, yeah. like, get away with it. Walk away. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing. And they were actively mm. trying to like avoid getting in trouble by doing it in different countries. I like how they're smart about the legality of it, but like at the same time, they're not smart enough to like record where where the control group is, who took what. So like, yeah, a lot of these experiments uh, in those countries were unsupervised, and uh, there are like findings, or I guess they were like only report when we when you find the result that we're looking for and stuff mm. like that. So after years of experiments, we don't actually know the results or what they found. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? So when Sidney Gottlieb was at the end of his career, I believe the president was Richard Nixon. He was firing all these people from the CIA, FBI. Like he was firing all these mm-hmm. people. And he knew he was next in like the firing. And he doesn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know what happened he did what he mm. did so he mm. personally went to the CIA record center and had all those files destroyed mm. well, that was like a useless and waste of like a lot of people's lives the douchery like- the gaggery the goopery I mean at least save what you guys learned from the experiments you already did it yeah and so like people don't need to like redo anything to like you already did it if you were if you were you were already an asshole might as well like own up to it at least you could learn something from it word so yeah and he had all of those destroyed but not all the records were actually destroyed some financial records were stored in other places and this was found by the Congress or somebody like mm. somebody from another part of the government. I don't know which part. But basically what happened was people in the late 70s found out about this. It was a whole thing. Like there was court cases. There were two court cases and it was like. So what happened to him? Uh, I think he died. I don't actually know. I Did he, got, he get at least arrested or? I actually don't know because my notes end here. So I do know he has kids and he has a wife and those Mm. people are still alive and I don't know what they're doing, Mm. but you know, they're alive. So yeah, that is my story. That's interesting. That's a very interesting story. I tell you, when I read about this, I knew about Project uh, MKUltra, like I knew about that whole thing and I knew like it was like this whole horrible thing, but I didn't know like how Mm. horrible it was. Yeah. Like the details of it. Yeah. Have you heard about Project MK Ultra? Probably, but like most likely don't remember anything. 
Why not? Because it's me. <laughs> I barely remember. You're things. always confused. <laughs> I'm always in a state of confusion and like blankness. Sana all. You would be great as a test subject in Project MK oh, yeah, Ultra know, because right? they don't need to do the first part. You're already empty. Yeah, I know. They, they don't need to torture you. They don't need to destroy your existing mind because there is no existing mind. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, that was my story. Ninya, what's your story? Actually, before I want to talk about my story, I want to recognize the fact that uh, I don't know if you've heard the news. Uh, we're recording this on um, uh, March 11. A couple, yeah, March, but like a couple of weeks or so ago. Um, I don't know if you've heard. There's a man who was um, given a genetically modified pig's heart. For the chance plan. And then he died? So I just want to recognize that, yeah, he died um two months later. Like, there's, I believe, complications. And I don't know, like, full details of it. But, like, as far as I've known, um, the heart was, uh, there were, like, three ethically issued um, big hearts that was transplanted to him. And then, like, it was, like, really urgent. Like, it was either, it's very risky. But at the same time, it's um, either transplanted now or he dies or something like that. Uh, I don't want to like say his name. I just want to respect the dude for like and his family and stuff. You know. I see. I so, see. I see. I see. Um. Yeah. So it it was like for me like reading the article about him. It was like brutal because it was like it was like seven hour procedure. So like that's terrifying for the family. So I just want to recognize that. Anyways. Um. So yeah. How much do you love your pop? What? Because I, I know you have dogos, but, but like, how much do you love um, Mocha and Gaga? Just Mocha I and Gaga? Not Choco, not Pan Pan? Choco, Pan Pan. I, I don't know how many dogos you have na. Hmm. I love them a lot. I recently bought Choco and Gaga dog beds, and it's so cute. Oh. Because I, I bought like a small one and I bought a big one. Obviously, the big one's for Gaga, because she is a big girl. And the small one is for Choco because she's a small one. Now, mm. when they go to bed, Choco takes the big bed and then Gaga takes the small bed. <laughs> like I thought you were going to say Gaga takes your bed. <laughs> I love them a lot. All right. Put a pin on that. All right. Put a pin on that. I want to talk about this doctor called Vladimir Petrovich Demikov. He was considered to be the father of a heart and lung transplantation and has inspired surgeons around the world, which hence I mentioned, um, you know, about the transplant that recently happened. Mm-hmm. He's uh, one of the people who influenced that the possibility of like transplants and, you know. So um, in 1937, he actually developed the first artificial heart in history. The and the heart was transplanted in a dog that lived for about two hours. Oh, that's where I heard his name from. Didn't he like he made that thing where it's like an artificial heart? He did and that then, thing. Like, like the heart circulated and then it actually revived the dog for like two minutes or something. I'm not sure like how long, but like basically, yeah, he did the surgery. Do you know how old he he was and he was he did this like? Very, very historical. 12? No, 21. 21? 21. And how old are we? I know, right? I was 25? Gonna say. <laughs> like, bro. 24? 25? What have we been doing in our lives? 
We're making podcasts. <laughs> yeah, this podcast. <laughs> this super shitty podcast. Sometimes I wonder you know, why we were not flagged about like the searches that we do. So <laughs> during World War II, he actually like served as a frontline pathologist. I'm I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that one right. A what? Pathologist. A World War II pathologist? Yeah. He was he was um frontline during the World War II. A frontline, okay. The whole um experience basically gave him more insight on like mistakes that were made by surgeons, like other surgeons or his fellow most likely. Pretty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So what makes him interesting enough to be here? Shut up. <laughs> but like what makes him a mad scientist is mainly because well back in nineteen fifty four he actually successfully gratified the head of a small pup onto a grown dog. He basically sued um, the pup uh, circulatory system and connected their vertebrae with plastic, according to another article. Why are we talking about this? You're going to make me think about my dogs. I hate you. You you, you were like, oh, hey, do you love your dogs? No, do you love do you do you love do you love them? Yeah, I do. Then why are we talking about this? Cuz cuz we're both psychopaths in our own ways and we love to torment each other. So, uh-huh. going back, actually the dogs would still be able to walk and drink water on the website that I like read. There's a quote there. That says, quote, The pup's head groaned and snarled. It licked the hand which caressed it, and when it got thirsty, it lapped milk. And when it got hot, the pup's head put out its tongue and panted. So the, you can basically virtually see that, like, oh, the pup can essentially medically alive in a sense that, like, it can feel heat and thirst and, like, react. The pup actually tried to consume, like, food and water and, like, drinking, right? Mm-hmm. However, the pup's digestive wasn't really connected to the big dog's stomach. So it would just basically fall on the floor through a tube. This dog died six days later after the whole, you Is know, it because, like, event. it re- rejected the other head? Ganon? As far as I've read, not entirely. Because aside from, like, the complications of the head, there's also the complications of like the heart, the whole, the rest of the body not e- entirely connected to the big dog. So it's just. Mm. It's by chance lang na so they died. Na, like it survived for uh-uh. six days. So this pup, this pup and big dog, they were one of the first of twenty more creatures that the dog basically has experimented on. The doctor. Uh, basically did more experimentations on making hybrids. One of the hybrid dogs, the longest that it lasted or lived, was um about 29 days. Uh-huh. How many dogs did he grafted, experimented on? 22? At least 20. Two zero. At least 20? At least. Mm-hmm. So the longest that one of the hybrids lived was for about 29 days. There's, so basically the whole point according to, like, the articles that I read, was, like, the point of the doctor doing this was basically to prove that transplantation would basically benefit humans in the long run. There's a quote that, um, the final goal of our experiment was to make transplantation of the heart and other organs in humans possible. This is the quote from the doctor himself. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1960s, his work was regarded, you know, of course, impractical and cruel. 
because of course like they're living and reading dogs when like he did these which is like why why would you do this i mean to be fair we can use that knowledge that like from his experiments yeah exactly unlike project mk ultra where we don't actually know what what the findings are which is like stupid as cruel as it is in our opinion it did essentially benefit us because like we now know like what to what we can do further and like there's like a lot of benefits from it mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of improvements that we've done throughout the ages about it exactly exactly he actually um published his research about it a uh, few years later on and how was it what was it called um This is in 1960s. Uh, he published a book called Experimental Transplantation of Vital Organs. In the book, he described basically like his surgical techniques, the transplants of organs and tissues. He actually even like one of the experiments that he did. He amputated like a pup's lower body, meaning to retain the animal's heart and lungs. Uh, there's also like two dogs that uh, were the blood vessels were exposed. And he sewed them together Ew. using needles and threads. So yeah, there's like a lot of like stuff he did. I'm not gonna go to further detail. I'll send Andrew the link. But um, here are like the most notable achievements, which is um 1946 first heart lung transplant, but specifically like lung. In 1948, um, first liver transplant. I believe these are like transplantations on dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. So sorry, cat lovers, you're not exempted. Even cat lovers, God. So um, there's a quote that today this operation is performed half a million times a year with overall a success rate of almost 98 percent. Again, which basically brings us back to like as impractical as it is, it did essentially help us understand the whole surgery more and to raise the the success level of it so yeah could you imagine also thank you for your story but could you imagine if he got his hands on us and okay first of all whose head would he chop off and whose body would own the other i think he He chop off my head and then sew it to your body because you have I'm a taller. longer neck. <laughs> because I, wow, I, because I have longer neck length. Wow, grab! Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not just put you? Why why can't he just put you on on on? Like why can't he put my head on your chest? Huh? Because I think like you need to connect like the for the vertebrae uh, and like it's gonna be easier for like nerves to access. Unbelievable. Uh, so rude. God, are you calling me long-necked? Are you calling me a giraffe? Rude. I'm not calling you a giraffe, but I am saying you have a long neck. And I think I thought you've accepted that. Like a giraffe. Fine. I regret asking that question. I will cancel that question. Anyway, so, Nins, what did we learn yeah. today? Um, We learned that My brain is empty. <laughs> no need to drug me. Oh <laughs> uh, no! You mean no need to destroy your mind? Yeah, basically. Okay. What did you? What did you learn for me? Aside from my brain being just static. Um, what I learned was 
I don't like my neck. <laughs> That's what I learned. I don't like my neck. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Frightening Alarming Real Life Tales show. You can follow Ninya on all her socials at Nin C. Fernandez. That's N-I-N-C-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. I'm at The Andrew Tops on everything. And the show's Facebook and Twitter is at Bart's Pod. We've got a group on Facebook that you can join. We post everything we talk about on the show there and some scary stuff we may come across. Ooh. If you've got any scary story that you'd like to share, then you can email fartspod at gmail.com or message us on all our socials. Thank you Thank so much, Nins, for being here with me today. Just let us know um, if you think Andrew's neck is long. <laughs> <laughs> Rude! <laughs> and also, go check out Ninja's webtoon. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye! Bye. The Frightening Alarming Real Life Tales Show comes out with new episodes every Friday at 3am. It is hosted by me, Andrew Tapino, and Nina Flor Fernandez. Our intro song is an original by Key Studios and edited by Wesley of Review. Cover art and logo by Tirso Tan Jr. I'm the executive producer. This show is produced by SB3 Studios and is a proud member of Filipinas Indie Podcast Entertainment Network. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next one.